From the Cervera Newsroom in sunny Miami, welcome to the Miami Real Estate Podcast, your home for expert insight on all things Miami real estate. I'm your host, Omar DeWint. Let's get started. Hi, and welcome back to the Miami Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Omar DeWint, communications executive here at Surveyor Real Estate. We're excited today. It's the first episode we're recording of the new year, 2019. New year, new you, right? We've got another fun episode of the How to Be a Top Producer series, where we break down the methods and strategies of uh, the industry's top thought leaders, thought makers, and successful all-around producers. Today, to kick it off for the new year, we have a very um, interesting and relevant topic for you real estate entrepreneurs out there. That's social media marketing, how to do it, how to do it well. Uh, Leading us through that conversation today is Kyle Pleza, CEO and founder of The Social Group, a digital marketing and advertising agency based in Fort Lauderdale, uh, working with some top companies here in South Florida and across the U.S. So, Kyle, thanks for coming. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Omar. We're excited to have you here. And like I mentioned, we're going to talk about social media marketing best practices, as we say to our agents here uh, at Cervera all the time. Uh, Social media is probably one of the most uh, exciting and relevant avenues or channels, I should say, for marketing your business as an entrepreneur, both in terms of the amount of people you can reach, the data you can know about them, and let's say the cost per uh, the cost per thousand or CPM, right? right, Getting out there, but um, doing it well and doing it right can sometimes be uh, overwhelming or a bit confusing to some, depending on your uh, social media savviness. And even if you're on social, it doesn't maybe necessarily mean that you know how to approach it from a business perspective. So I'm excited to talk to you uh, today. But first, before we get into that, sort of um, help our audience get acquainted with you, your business, sort of how you got into it and all all that good stuff. So I grew up in the South Florida area. Um, I went to the University of Miami for school. Um, uh, Initially wanted to get into sports marketing. And so I interned with the Miami Dolphins for a while, was in their corporate partnerships division. Then I transferred over to their digital marketing um, department. And that's when I started to start started to really get acquainted with social media marketing, how the Dolphins were doing it. I thought it was a great opportunity because, you know, when you're with the Dolphins, you're sort of with the NFL, you're with the top, you know, mm-hmm. the top dogs there. So um, they had an agency that was working for them, which is rare when the NFL sort of um, hires an outside vendor. And I really got a hands-on experience, a behind-the-scenes look at what they were doing, how they were doing it. Um, so I learned a lot from there, and to be honest, I, I just took a lot of uh, notes and pointers and sort of kept it in the back of my head, um, and then I thought it was something that I could do, so I started to simply, you know, I started my own website, I incorporated myself as a small, very boutique agency, started building up clients here and there, you know, little restaurants, medical practices, and things like that, until it grew big enough where um, we went full-time with it, and it's been growing ever since. Awesome. And some of your top, you know, marquee clients now and uh, your current um, portfolio includes Pegasus, right? Uh, you launched Brightline's account. Yeah. So the Pegasus World Cup, which is the world's richest horse race in the world at Gulfstream Park, they are um, a longtime client of ours. We launched the social media channels for Brightline, which I think now is going to be called Virgin Trains mm-hmm. USA. Yeah, we're excited about uh, that. Partnership there. 
Uh, Mandarin Oriental Hotel Group is another client. So we've come a long way from those medical practices. And it's a small town social media yeah, shop, right? <laughs> little <laughs> Italian it. restaurants and, you know, sunny aisles. So um, it's been about six or seven years. So we've, we've, we've really trended up and, yeah, have some big clients. And so we're excited about it. Cool. So we're going to talk today about some of those methods and strategies that you apply uh, for those uh, marquee companies. And a full disclaimer for those of you out there, Kyle is also a, a longtime friend, known you since we were near the kids. So I've already warned them today. We got to keep it, you know, <laughs> got to keep it above board. We got to keep it G rated. Keep so we'll, it G or PG. We'll, I was told we've uh, known each other before. We had driver's licenses. So. Yeah. So the, this uh, story is for for days <laughs> there. But anyhow, so let's get into it, Kyle. It's going to be fun. Um, social media. Media marketing tell me you got you got some top tips for us but I'm a realtor let's say mm-hmm. I'm this is a scenario I'm not actually a realtor but let's say I'm a realtor uh, I want to use social media to market my business what are what's the first thing I need to know how to go about it well there are so many different options and so many different platforms on social media and like you said earlier it can be overwhelming um, sometimes I think people try to do too much too soon So my first tip would be to start with a single platform, whether that's Facebook or Instagram or YouTube. I wouldn't start with Twitter off the bat. I would probably start with Facebook first. Get your feet wet. Start thinking of what kind of content you want to put out, um, whether that's video, blogging. You want to share articles with people that are that's relevant to the industry. Um, Start working on your messaging you know, how you want to sound as a realtor, what's your own personal brand, um, and make sure that the delivery of the content is, is consistent. I can't stress that enough. A lot of people will start, um, you know, a Facebook page or an Instagram account or a YouTube channel, and they'll be very excited about it, but then they may not see the engagement that they want right off the bat, so they'll sort of drop off and not be delivering content as consistently as they should. So that's the first step. Start small. Um, but be consistent with what you're you're sending out there. I like that, and we'll. Um, I want to dive into some of those points you just touched on there. I think that, and we definitely like to coach our agents here in, in our academy that that to complement what you just said. I think knowing your audience and tailoring <coughs> that message right, which you also have here in the notes, is is extremely important, really, to the foundation because knowing who your audience is, right, is going to help you select which platform, right, right. and the messaging. So tell me more about sort of that and what you need to know about your audience. Well, one of uh, just anecdotal experience here is when we were uh, running the social media channels for Brightline, as you know, they have three main stations, Miami, Fort Lauderdale, and Palm Beach. And for anyone who's in the South Florida area, you know, Miami, Fort Lauderdale, and Palm Beach all have a different vibe. They have a different feel, different voice. Um, The cultures are different, and that's just in three counties. So knowing how to tailor your message if you're marketing if you're marketing to people in miami you know tailor that message to sort of the culture and vibe of miami if you're talking to people in fort lauderdale i would say it might make sense to tailor your message a little differently there if you're running ads for example and you're targeting in fort lauderdale make sure it's different from the palm beach vibe or miami and things like that um so and it's not just necessarily culturally but um demographically as well knowing the age sure popular age gender you know, for example, if you start a Facebook page and you see that you have 80% of your audience is women, maybe it's uh, mothers, wives, businesswomen that just happen to uh, gravitate towards you the most. Mm-hmm. So maybe think of things that are gender specific. Um, that'll help. Uh, age is also a big one. You're probably going to have a more mature market on Facebook than you would Instagram. So that's important. So you might not want to have the same messaging on Instagram 
they would on Facebook. So all those things, demographics, uh, culture, uh, that's important to keep in mind. Yeah, and I think those are all key attributes of the persona, right? We talked about it and it's a critical part of any marketing, content marketing um, approach in that the age, the demo, sort of putting yourself in the shoes of the thought process, the what they're, what your target audience, uh, target customer is going through, <clears throat> what they're thinking about, what their journey is like throughout the day, right? And sort of how your product fits into that, sort of their um, what what their problem, quote unquote, would be, and what solution is that that you're offering. Yeah, and you know, time of year is important too. Mm-hmm. You know, be conscientious of uh, the time of year, the season, what it, if there's holidays coming up and things like that. Um, that's always important. You know, messaging should change as the seasons change. As we know, this is sort of a transient area. Have a lot of snowbirds, a lot of international visitors and residents. So, you know, now is the time. We're in, what, Janu- mid-January right now. Uh-huh. So I feel like we have a lot of those international visitors here. A lot of the snowbirds are down. So that could be a good opportunity versus in the summer months, you know, you don't have that evening, same right? audience. So that's important to keep in mind. Yeah, and you also have, like I mentioned at the top of the show, that new year sort of that has that. Uh, you'll see this a lot with gyms and athletics, sort of oh, new yeah. year, new you, new programs. And but to, and just to like cap on that persona point, I think, and to bring it back to real estate, the different personas you would have, right, would be like a buyer, a, a seller, a renter, somebody who's relocating. Right. Um, so as you're listening to this and thinking and, and hearing Kyle's examples, you're going to want to think about if I'm going to use social media to market, like you mentioned, uh, and I know, let's say I'm going after buyers, let's use foreign buyers as an example, uh, that demo and that persona I'm putting together is probably a little bit older, in the, let's say 30 to 50 range, right? So you're saying maybe Instagram isn't the best place to reach. And like you were saying, maybe Facebook is is a more appropriate platform for that right. group. And you want to tailor your content and your messaging to the information that a foreign buyer, prospective buyer would want to know about what's happening in the market, like right. you mentioned, sharing Miami Real Estate Podcast about market trends and whatnot, uh, links to blog posts about the best neighborhoods, how to you know go about the legal, the visa process, all the financing, all those things, right, yeah. would be types of content for that persona. Tell me, let's go back, Kyle, to the consistency and relevancy. Are there any tools or tricks of the trade that you would you know incorporate to be consistent and be relevant yeah so in terms of consistency um you know there is no general rule of thumb so for example you have to post two times a day on facebook three times a day on instagram or every other day on facebook i would say whatever cadence that you use just be consistent with what you start so if you post once a day to facebook post once a day to facebook for 90 days Mm -hmm. and see how that works for you Um, Same thing with Instagram. So um, in terms of tools and things like that, a lot of people want to use content calendars so they can sort of organize their posts and get a feel for it. You know, Sprout Social is one platform. I think Hootsuite is another. I know people who just use simple Excel spreadsheets and post and and line up their content and their messaging there. Um, So really, I don't think there's one size fits all sort of program. Um, I think it's really just what you're comfortable with. The more comfortable you're with it, I think the more excited these people are going to be about it, you know, the realtors um, to, to, to move their their campaign along. So I would suggest just try them. Uh, most of them are free. Most of them trial uh, periods. So, you know, you don't have to put a big investment into it. And I like the the point you mentioned about like the 90 days, giving yourself a time frame because you want to have enough of a window, right, yeah. to mm-hmm. analyze if something was successful and needs to be adapted. Right. right. Don't just do something for a week or two weeks and be like, oh, that didn't work and move on to something else. 
Right, and it's gonna if if you're posting consistent consistently for ninety days, it's gonna allow you to build a database or uh, or a baseline of analytics and data. Facebook and Instagram already have that natively in their uh, platform. So Facebook audience insights, Instagram has insights where you can go and you can look at who your audience is. Facebook's a lot more robust than Instagram. Instagram is getting there, but both offer um, you know what the age range is for your audience, what time of day. And what day of the week are they most frequently on the platform? Um, what cities and areas are, is your audience from? So whether it's Sunny Isles Beach or Coral Gables, you'll get a feel for that. Um, and that'll all help you sort of tailor your message. Um, maybe you need to tweak some things. So, you know, I would say definitely give it around 90 days just to look, just to go back and look at your data and then get a feel for who, who your audience is. That's going to help. I like it. So you're listening to the Miami Real Estate Podcast. You're, we're talking here today with uh, Kyle Pleza, CEO and founder of The Social Group. We're talking about social media marketing 101 basics, how to do it, tricks of the trade. Uh, you can find us on the iTunes store, on Podbean. We're also on Google Play and MiamiRealEstatePodcast.com. You can subscribe there. So Kyle, let's talk a little bit more about this. I like it. We talked about <laughs> knowing your target audience, consistency and relevancy, some tools. Yep. Talk to me about how you set goals, right? Or the importance of goals in your social media marketing strategy. What are some good goals that our audience can sort of um, sort of put to practice for themselves? Well, I would, I'll, I'll keep it relevant. I'll keep it just um, related to the real estate market. If you're starting out, I would say, ask yourself realistically, how big do I want to grow my page? If you're starting out from zero, don't tell yourself you want 10,000 followers in 90 days because it's not going to happen, especially now with Facebook and Instagram. Um, they've, grown, they've grown so much that it has actually um, impeded businesses in the sense that organic growth mm -hmm. or free reach essentially has died down. So you really need to set yourself a budget to reach the people you want to a year ago or two years ago. If you posted something on a Facebook page that was a business account, let's say you posted something about um, something about the Miami real estate market, mm -hmm. you might reach a thousand people. Today mm -hmm. you're gonna hit probably seventy-five. Whoa! So you're gonna want to start off. So from a thousand to seventy-five, just make sure I got those yeah, numbers right. Yeah, it's it's dropped significantly, <coughs> and that's called organic reach. When you just post something, you don't put any money behind it, and you see where that post is actually being served in people's news feeds. So yeah, a thousand people might have seen it a year or two years ago. Now you're gonna have about 75 people and it's gonna be even less if you're just starting out. So back to the goals, I would say start conservatively. Um, I would say if you're starting a new page, a new Facebook page, for example, or even an Instagram account, um, 300 people I think would be a, a, a modest goal that you could realistically achieve mm -hmm. in the first month. Um, and I would also, you know, set aside a small budget. You don't have to break the bank, but maybe put a couple hundred dollars every month into ads, mm -hmm. um, just so you know that those posts are being served to people. And the good thing, so I, I love everything you just said, and then uh, we're gonna jump into some of these. So, but the uh, the last point on uh, the the ads, I think the good thing about the, the ads on Facebook and uh, Instagram is that you can create a specific audience or target group. I mean, down to the age and demos, mm -hmm. everything that we, we know about our target audience to professional experience, hobbies, all these different, you know, career titles, career education, titles. things like that. So yeah. you can really focus uh, those, those efforts and, um, you know, whether it be with the aim to gain more page followers mm -hmm. or you want to send them 
to your website or your blog or something else, you can do all of that there. But before I go too far off on that tangent, I, you bring up the, the topic of the reduced organic growth, I think is a very important uh, and relevant issue, mm-hmm. right? Or situation, I should say, maybe it's not an issue, but here's, I wanna throw a caveat at you okay. or a question. Is it better as a realtor, as an entrepreneur in your opinion, to create a business page or should you, let's say, again, I'm to say I'm a realtor today as a scenario, I got my license. I have however many thousands or whatever, hundreds, I'm not bragging, <laughs> thousands of friends that we've accumulated. <laughs> All over 162. <laughs> I love you guys. Um, a couple, you know, however many, whatever number that is of friends and contacts have accumulated over the years, would it be smarter for me to use my existing page as a that my tool for mm-hmm. marketing or should i invest the time into creating a business page omar doing real estate i'd have a cooler name obviously <laughs> but just for the sake of this scenario should i create that business page or should i use my current page or do both what are the pros and cons um well for instagram you wouldn't have to start from scratch if you think you have a pretty good account you you know you have a lot of friends and network and colleagues that follow you and you guys interact with each other you can simply just switch your instagram personal uh, account to a business account okay. without sort of starting over uh, facebook i would probably start uh, make it a business page for no other reason than you you want to be able to to create advertisements or what's called boosting your posts so, so just to be clear, you can't do that on a personal account? I, I don't think so. Um, I've never seen it done. I could be wrong. You know, Facebook changes every single day. So sure. I wouldn't be surprised if they if they did. Although um, they can't follow you on, well, I guess they could follow you. Uh, but it just, I, in my opinion, you'd be better served making a, a business uh, page. You'd be able to, you'd, be, you'd have access to analytics. Sure. Audience insights and things like that that won't exist on a personal page. Um, you're going to have a more robust advertising platform. Um, so I would definitely make it a business page. Uh, Instagram, you, like I said, you could just switch it over. Without Easily. Using and one. so I guess the only, the main drawback by converting your Facebook uh, personal account to business is the, would be the the, re, the reduced organic reach, right? But then you have the upside of the analytics yeah. and the advertising options. You're going to have a drop off in your organic reach, but that's sort of the game we play in nowadays with social media. It's not... Dangerous what, game. Dangerous <laughs> game. It's not what it used to be. Um, you know, there's a lot more players in the... Uh, in the field right now. So, you know, Facebook's smart. They're yeah. a publicly traded company. And especially with all the data leaks and, the, and sort of the bad PR they've been getting recently, um, their shareholders can get a little nervous. So yeah. what's one way to put your shareholders at ease is drive revenue. Sure. How do they drive revenue? Um, increase ad spend, increase ad dollars. And then consequently, how do they do that? The lower business page and business accounts, organic reach. So that then they're then sort of forced to invest ad dollars into making sure that their content and their message is being seen mm-hmm. and sort of broadcast uh, to their target area. So um, that's sort of where we are right now. Um, you're going to always have to sort of pay to play. Yeah, and I was actually having a conversation yesterday, coincidentally, uh, someone was saying that they expect the price, the prices of the, the ads, um, the spend on ads to go up, like the cost per ad. Well, we've seen it. Yeah. We've seen it with uh, clients where we used to have, you know, a $500 a month budget for one client last year. And let's say we'd hit 20,000 impressions a month. Now that number could be 12,000. Yeah. And that's not always the easiest thing telling a client because they're asking you, why are impressions down? And you tell them, well, Facebook is increasing 
um, the CPM, for example, cost per impression, and you know people just don't want to hear it. So, and you can go online, you can Google these things, you can search best practices or cost of Facebook and Instagram advertising, and you could see it all rising. Um, now, hopefully, it doesn't go too high where it becomes sort of an um, unvaluable asset or platform to use. I don't think that'll happen. I think Instagram and Facebook is sort of the, our generation's radio and television, so mm-hmm. I think it's only going to get bigger. Um, but the good thing about social media advertising is you can truly use your own budget. You know, It's not like print or TV or radio where you sort of have to give um, you know a boatload of money to run something and then you don't know how it does for 30 days, and if it didn't work, well, then you're out of that money. You could pick $100, you could pick $10,000 a month, run it, look at the ads as they're running. If you don't like how they're performing, you can stop it and not have to spend the rest of the money, or you can tweak it as you go. So that, I think, is probably one of the biggest reasons social media marketing is your best bet, not just for realtors, but for all businesses. So in terms of um, what's your favorite type of uh, of ad, let's say, on uh, Facebook or Instagram? Is it gaining followers, gaining leads? Uh, what, what, how do you see it? That's, that's a really good question. Um, the first thing we do is when we are running social media advertising uh, for clients is we ask them what their objectives are first. So bringing you back to Pegasus World Cup, which is January 26th, we have an objective of ticket sales. Mm -hmm. So our objective is conversions, getting the ads out there to the right target uh, demographic um, and leading them to a landing page where they can buy tickets. So that's one of the things we'll do for them. Now, if I was a realtor and I was just starting out, I would maybe look at impressions because that's gonna build your brand awareness. Look, you're not going to sell a million dollar house well on a Facebook ad. Someone's not going to necessarily click it and say click to buy and then boom, you got a million dollars <laughs> in your account, you know? <laughs> Take what my I mean? money. So, you know, as I think we talked uh, before we we hopped on air was these things take time. So, building brand awareness and impressions it would be an important uh, metric to look at. Um, and real quick building on that when you when I, I want to say something to everyone listening, when you guys are looking at creating your pages and your accounts. I know a lot of people, the first thing to look at are followers and things like that. I think that's a vanity metric. Um, That's low hanging fruit. I wouldn't get caught up on how many followers you have. There's something called an engagement rate. That's probably the most important. I would much rather have 100 followers on my Facebook or my Instagram account and have 50 interacting with me than have 20,000 followers and have 10 people interacting with me because you see it all the time. All you have to do is go on big Instagram accounts, see how many followers they have, and then you look at how many people are commenting or liking their posts. So an engagement rate is important. I think industry standard on Facebook is around 2.5%. So if you're there, that's good. Instagram's going to be a little bit higher, but you know, make sure that the, the followers and the people you have are valuable. It's, it's about quality, not quantity. It's all about engagement, baby. <laughs> I like that. It's a good message. Um, Kyle, you have in the show notes here uh, talking about creating and developing multiple sources of, of content delivery. Mm-hmm. So at the top of the show, you mentioned start with one. Now, assuming that after you get comfortable and you're seeing results there, you want to expand the portfolio, so to sure. speak, right? So tell me about this. So I think the more, and that's true. Um, I don't want to sound like I'm contradicting myself. I think you should start small, maybe start off with one platform, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. But once you get comfortable with yourself and you feel that you're in a, in a rhythm and you can start branching out a little bit, I would say YouTube is a great platform to use. Uh, mm-hmm. Videos are great, especially with the real estate market and marketing. 
Um, another good tip that I've learned that I've seen someone do and has paid off for them tremendously is they'll create a Facebook group, not a page, but a group. So one example is let's say you want to create a group for all the mothers in Miami and you just call it the Facebook groups called Miami moms. And all it is, is all you talk about is things that mothers can do in the Miami area, whether it's tips for babysitting, um, things to do, linking up and networking with other moms, um, especially people who are new to the area. And what that's going to do is, let's say you have a bunch of people that are moving to the Miami area. They're going to join that group. They're going to get to know people. They're going to meet friends. That is a great opportunity for a realtor to plug in themselves and uh, to just market themselves. If you have all these people talking and it's going to come up, they're going to ask, well, do you know a realtor or I'm moving to this area? You know, what do you guys think about Coral Gables or Sunny Isles? If you're the one who runs the group, guess what? You just tapped into a whole new audience of people who may be looking for a realtor and you could be the only realtor there. So you have mm -hmm. access to all those people and it's exclusive. I like that. And it sounds like you've created a fake account and hacked into this Miami Mothers group, right? <laughs> you, know, you know a lot yeah, of we're, we're I'm the 55-year-old uh, the uh, mid-aged like, uh, housewife that's um, running the page trying to get new social media clients. No, but but I, I like that suggestion, and I think uh, you just reminded me of like sort of buzzword search or, or targeting, right? Like moving to Miami, or to use your example, like right, mothers yeah. in Miami, you could pull up all the public yeah. mess or com communication or posts that's going on around that topic. And it can be anything. I mean, it, I, I, that was the example I saw was this woman was who was a realtor, um, created a, a group, I think it was in Boca, for, uh, for mothers, and they just would network with each other, and she was the only realtor, so that every time they would ask a question, she was able to to get those leads. And so it could be anything. It could yeah, be dads, it could be students, whatever. And by that by that notion, too, um, you remind me of when we, on episode eight, or the Realtor Branding Blueprint, we talked with Irina about having, joining and being part of groups, not even just Facebook, but like being part of groups where your target audience is. Like, mm -hmm. for example, antiques or, yeah. you know, book clubs or types of things. So that's, I think on Facebook is another great opportunity to get into said groups without right. physically being there. It just sort of reminded me of that. And a tip, if you do it, if you create a group, make sure it's a closed group because you're not going to want everyone joining and a bunch of other realtors because they will sniff that out like sharks right so make sure it's a closed group you manage it and then you let everyone who requests to join you let them join and then you'll be the only realtor and then you'll be good that you just created yourself a whole new lead generation i like that so good uh some top tips here from kyle please ceo and founder of the social group you're listening to the miami real estate podcast your go-to source for expert insight on all things miami real estate so kyle we talk about here in the show notes don't be afraid to experiment. Mm -hmm. Before we get into that, I'll remind you that we're keeping this one <laughs> G to PG rated. He's but not letting me experiment, people. <laughs> so tell me what, what you mean by that. Uh, what are some good ways to experiment? I would say in terms of your content and your messaging, experiment. If you want to be witty and playful and sort of, um, I wouldn't say sarcastic, but you know, witty and humorous in the messaging, do it. If it works well and people in, are engaging with you, do it. If you want to be more conservative, um, and more sort of to the point, try that in terms of content, whether it's 360 degree videos of homes, if it's drone footage, if it's uh, still imagery, if it's you sharing, um, you know, posts from what, what are all those uh, house renovator shows they have on Bravo and things like um, that? Is it, uh, it's know, not House Hunters, is it? Something like that. You know, things like that. It, you know, share posts and, and Zion and on a dime? Maybe. And, and, and just, 
see what works with people. Um, you know, especially when you're first starting out, um, you're going to need to experiment. So don't overthink it. Mm-hmm. As long as it's somewhat relevant to the market and to real estate, I would say. And I think to your brand try. to a certain extent, right? Yeah, and you're going to want to eventually establish sort of a consistent brand voice. You know, I wouldn't say um, if you're going to be witty and sort of smart and 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 uh, humorous and be like an apple, then I would say stay like that. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to be more of, um, you know, a Ralph Lauren. You know, stay and be a Ralph Lauren, be mm-hmm. you know that sort of fashion forward True person where voice, maybe yeah. you stick to the luxury market and things like that. So, be consistent, but don't be afraid to experiment across the board. And then eventually, you're going to find yourself a rhythm and something that works for you. I like it. So, one of my last questions for you here is uh, for our, our listeners out there: uh, What advice would you give them when they're wondering at what point do I? how much of this workload can I take on myself and when do I need help? Meaning, uh, you know, like we mentioned, the entry into social media is free uh, except for your time, really, and the cost of producing graphics or ad spends and things like that. But essentially, it's it's your time. Uh, For a lot of our top producers that come on here talk about sort of delegating or outsourcing work so you can focus on the big clothes. So how what advice would you give to an entrepreneur out there that's wondering, when am I ready? I would say... Let the experts do what they do best. Um, I could probably go and sell my house on my own, you know, by owner. Would I want to do it? Am I experienced in it? Do I have the time to do it is the most important? No. So that's why we use realtors. And it's the same thing with marketing. You know, this, I is, like that. this, has, this <laughs> has, has, has evolved into a major source of marketing. And, you know, people go to school for this. I went to school for marketing, you mm-hmm. know, so... Um, let the experts. It's not like that commercial I stayed at a Holiday Inn last yeah, year. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> like I need a surgeon. I stayed at a Holiday Inn. Right. So um, I would say let the experts do what they do best. Shop around. Um, if you ca- if you don't have the time to manage a social media account or to develop content consistently, then it's probably time to start looking for someone. Um, and look, when you do come across an agency that you want to work with, treat it almost like a marriage or, or a relationship. You guys have to be able to have good communication. You guys have to figure out what you both want out of the relationship, have clear stated objectives, um, make sure that they're giving you um, up-to-date reporting, and make sure that they're transparent. And um, I think that those, that's what I would uh, go with if to someone looking for an agency. I like that. Good advice. And if you're you're looking for an agency, we've got you know one option right here. And happy to do Kyle it. Kyle and the social group will include your info in the show notes. It's great having you on the show today. So parting words, Kyle, for our audience. Uh, what, what do you want to tell them? I want to say um, you know be consistent. Like I said a hundred times, I think that really is the most important thing. And and really, content is king. You have to put out good content. Everyone is sort of blowing up Facebook and Instagram. You know, don't be white noise out there. You know, stick out from the crowd um, and make interesting things. You know, you guys know what's funny and interesting on things and what catches your attention on social. So stick with that. I like it. Uh, very well said. If you're looking for good content, make sure to visit MiamiRealEstatePodcast.com or Severa.com slash blog. Shameless plug. I'm sorry I had <laughs> to do it. This has been fun. Kyle, thanks for coming on. We hope you guys enjoyed it. We, we certainly did. And uh, we'll be back with some more episodes soon. Awesome. Thanks, brother.
Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show and we certainly enjoyed making it. We hope you will come back. We've got some more great content dedicated to informing, intriguing, and inspiring Miami real estate professionals. Where can you find us? We're on the podcast store, wherever podcasts are available. That's iTunes, of course. We're also on Podbean, Spotify, Audible, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Google Play. You can even ask Alexa about us. Go ahead and visit Cervera.com slash blog. That's where our newsroom is located. We've got some more great content there as well, market reports, and more. You can sign up for our newsletter there. Connect with us on social at CerveraRE or send us an email, Miami Real Estate Podcast at Cervera.com. We would love to hear from you. So from all of us here in Miami, where the future is always bright, until next time.